Welcome back once again to the Red Pill Cartel. I'm your host, Davey Wavy. And I want to tell you guys that this is like a very special episode to me because it's an actual like, uh, I don't like to call them fans per se, but uh, like, a, like a genuine supporter uh, who reached out to me and uh, we struck up a little bit of a friendship and I told her like, don't give away your story to me yet. So, because I want to hear it genuinely in the podcast, right? So this is kind of like uh, a little bit of a reactional uh, podcast for me. <clears throat> but anyway, um, guys, you you know what to do uh, by now. Uh, smoke a dube, drink a beer, you know, do what you got to do and enjoy the show. Because as always, this is... This one is a crazy uh, deep dive into spirituality for me. Like it, you know, it just confirms everything that I already know and or already feel about the spirit realm and what have you. So enjoy my conversation with Haley. Here you go. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill Cartel. Um, I have the wonderful Haley here. Haley, how are you? Super great. Super excited. Super excited. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, <laughs> you know, I never thought uh, this show was going to go anywhere, but uh, it seems to be picking up speed and um, you kind of reached out to me with a, a few questions and uh, I, I replied to you and then we struck up a little bit of a friendship. So here we are now and uh, I'm just glad to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm super glad that we met and I'm glad to be here. And I'm really, yeah, I'm like really stoked. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Okay. So usually when I have a, a, a guest on that I haven't spoke to before, I ask them the question, you know, what was your, uh, your, your spiritual awakening like? Like when did it happen? How did it happen? Give me your story. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, definitely happened. Um, I tend to refer to it as an involuntary Kundalini release. Um, I, yeah, yeah, it was, it was very traumatic, but I thankfully figured it out. I got a close head injury, um, when I was 17 and then I married somebody when I was 20 and like, shit was pretty crazy he was really into the occult and some dark shit honestly and i i had no idea that people even existed that were that dark and um he was uh actually like deliberately trying to drive me out of my mind so that he could get my um my settlement for my brain injury and through that shit yeah i mean it was like i i would never take it back like it was like the best um thing in my life but it like i i dropped down to like 94 pounds and full-blown britney spears took my shaved my head and my eyebrows off <laughs> at one point wow it did, why did you do that um it was just it was it was a lot i don't know why i think i was feeling really um like i needed to just change everything i threw everything i owned away it was like everything i thought that i knew just got just ripped out from under my feet and like this information was just drilled into my head and it was really dark at first, but then it got really light, you know? 
the all the information that you were learning from your husband at the time or no actually i wouldn't let him talk to me about it um because i i recognize it was a very short marriage but i recognize how evil he was pretty quickly and um that kind of is what started it yeah so i was like hey you can't tell me anything about that like I just, um, I think you kind of are evil and I just want to learn about it on my own. And like, I had, like, I channeled a lot. Like it was like, I felt like I had, um, teachers or something else around me kind of feeding me this information that I had actually no idea what I was talking about, but it's really, so you were so. <laughs> receiving like some downloads from your, uh, uh, Holy spirit guardian or something, right? Yes. Yeah. To get you out of that situation. It wasn't even like it, it not only got me out of it, but like this dude realized that like, you know, good triumphs evil so much. And um pissed because I, I ended up teaching him more about what he knew than he ever could have taught me. So That's and it crazy. bothered so me to you, hear him say that. <laughs> yeah, did you were you like reading any books or anything? Or is it did it just all come through like intuition and like downloads or what it all just came from intuition like i had a i had a composition notebook that i had sketched what looked like a venn diagram um so many times like those two overlapping circles and like this is kind of what made me realize like hey um you're not crazy this is actually a shape called the vesca pisces and it's like related to like light and shit so yeah like just kind of like seeing things in my head and then later on finding out what they were was how it was like why i believe in it so much you know that is so interesting like it's it's just like it blows my mind that it just all came to you like out of nowhere yeah yeah uh and you had a religious background correct before all that yes my family is super religious um like very strict very uh judgy and not really open-minded um you know so yeah, because once you get into the whole dogmatic thing, like you're you're done. I mean, you can get out of it, but you really have to, um, you know. In the Bible, it says like if you deny the Holy Spirit, that's like the ultimate sin, right? You, once you do that, then you're fucked. <laughs> I think people do it. I think people do it all the time, and I don't know. Like I, I'm not as scared of. I'm not scared of. Uh, dogmatic um philosophy i i tend to kind of try to pick it apart and make it my own so i don't know i uh i think maybe sometimes it's important maybe this holy spirit's testing you and you have to say no you know right right uh because like it's it's a it's a really strange thing when you uh like even myself like when i was deep into the bible and everything and trying to learn all this all this knowledge um the fear that I had was to, um, I think the, the main fear for everybody is like, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this or you don't do that. Or if you, if you're not doing this, then you're It's like just a constant cycle of fear. You know what I mean? And that's what yes. the establishment does to the people. I think. 100% like, like with COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're putting all this uh, these dogmatic rules on us. And it's like, if you're not able to break free from that and question it, just like the church, they don't want you to question what they're, what they're telling you. 
It's like, why not? You know, why can't Jesus said we're supposed to be free, right? Right. And speak the truth. So uh, <laughs> it just blows my mind how, how many people are just buying into all this shit. And, and still, after two fucking years, they're just like, ooh, like I went to the grocery store the other day and without a mask on, kid, this fucking kid, he's like, sir. I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you have a mask? I'm like, uh, no. He's like, oh, well, uh, you can't shop here. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I just walked away, you know? It's like, yeah. Really? You like you're you so you side with the Nazis. Okay, I get it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like we're living in the fucking fourth Reich here. One hundred percent. I actually so agree with you. Um, but also like I think maybe like you know, I don't I try not to stray away from the um dogmatic uh philosophy also because you know, Jesus as a spiritual leader or however you want to kind of see him. Um, he was the only one um, kind of doing what he was doing. And um, he was acting in, on, in love and not fear. So just exactly. not being like, right. So if you, if you're, if you're scared of um, dogmatic shit, it's like dive into it, like try to understand it. And then I think you'll probably have your own experience with it, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because like people will look at me in a, in a fearful manner. I think I'm pretty sure they're looking at me because I'm after doing this podcast, like there's people that probably checked it out who I work with and everything. And they're probably like, dude, this guy's fucked up. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm just going around, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going around like still treating people how I want to be treated, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. Like, well, that is the golden rule that sums up the Ten Commandments, which is, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Love thy neighbor, right? Like, that's the main thing. You are what you eat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Rather be a happy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, after all this stuff happened with your husband and everything, I assume you got a divorce. I don't know. We don't have to go there. But uh, uh, where did that lead you? Um, it honestly catapulted me to where I'm at now. So like, I'm super grateful. I continued to listen to the channelings. And now that I know that they make sense eventually, it's like amazing. It's the best thing in my whole life. And a lot of people look at me and they're like, Hey, you're schizophrenic <laughs> or you're an asshole. And I'm just like, or you're Satanist. And I'm like, okay, like whatever, whatever, dude, you just got to go with it. You know, I, I love Which it. Would you consider yourself like a, a witch or? Actually, no, I don't. Pra- I don't put any um, intention into clairvoyant. Yes. Yeah. It's just all internal, um, like uh, alchemical processes or like, yeah, I definitely look at uh, a lot of the pagan type shit, but I don't I'm not a witch or like I'm a white witch. I don't do anything like on the outside. I don't go, oh, I want uh, Joey to have a crush on me. So I'm going to like, you know, do some shit with like candles and sage and shit. No, I'm like, right. I want to change. I want to purify. I want to understand. And that is so like, ah, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I get so happy about it. Oh, sounds fucking beautiful. Honestly. Like I, I wish I could get those, what you're getting, you know, I don't, I, maybe I do, but in my own way, maybe not as quite as, uh, powerful or uh recognizable tune in man i know you do it 
I okay. think everyone does this. Yeah, but they just don't realize, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, so like, actually, does... I have a question. I'm sorry, I have a question for you. <laughs> sure. Um, when you were uh, researching, you know, biblical text and um, all that, were you kind of following uh, a, a guide or like were you actually like reading the Bible front to back or were you like kind of going where you were curious about? Uh, all of the above except for the guide. It was okay. just me. Okay. It was just me. And at the time I was going through that, I actually, like, I was bringing my Bible to work and everything. I was doing security, so I had time to, like, look through and highlight stuff and everything. And I had, uh, a, like, a couple uh, Muslim guys who were trying to convert me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was funny. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm still trying to figure this shit out, so give me some time. <laughs> was there, is there, like, what's Muslim? I mean, I know there's, like, a lot of different. Um... Uh, they have the Quran. Okay. Yeah. And and this one guy was showing me stuff and it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense, you know? Absolutely. You like, don't oh, even I... denounce Jesus. They love him. I know. But they don't look at him as like God in the flesh, right? They look at him as a prophet. I think we're all God in the flesh. I think so too. I think so too. You know? And it's not to say that we are the God above the creator. You know, right? But we are all gods in our own sense. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, we're all prophets. We can all we can all follow Jesus at the very least. I I love him. So <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Shape shifting lizard uh, Jesus. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of. He mean whatever. <laughs> he is what he is, right? He could do anything. Yeah, guy can fucking spit on his hands and grab the mud and fucking put on somebody's eyes. There you go. You're not blind anymore. <laughs> so, so, um, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, it, it's a tangent. You should probably go. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Balaam and, and his talking donkey. Like I noticed, um, like when you say, you know, my spirit guide, I think of, uh, the great mother or, uh, like maybe the Gnostic Sophia, um, and so like, I noticed in the Bible personally, very recently, um, that when there's a talking animal, it's totally got something to do with the divine feminine. Okay. Um, like <clears throat> the serpent in the garden of Eden, whether it was, you know, Lilith in, or, or, uh, Sophia or Semiel or like the devil, which I don't think there was, but whatever. Um, <laughs> like there's, um, when animals start to speak like, so, okay. So there's this, uh, there's this. Jewish um, mythological creature. I think it's Jewish. It's called a golem. It's like a man made of mud. <laughs> yes, yes. Or stone. So not supposed to be able to speak. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Uh, something taught us how to speak, and I think something happening right now uh, with the with fear and everything, like language itself. Like you know, in, in the beginning there was a word, and word was God. Like language is such a a phone to the um akashic record because we can't agree on anything but we can all agree a blob is a blob <laughs> or a spiky thing is a spiky thing like we know that we agree what those sounds mean and that's so magical to me 
So um, I think maybe something's happening right now with everybody tuning into their phones and not actually speaking to each other, not actually having that phonetic phone connection to, you know, the great mother. They're trying to cut our phone lines or something like something is happening right now that feels so deliberate. And it's so I don't know. It's so it's so dark to watch it happen. But I, I, I don't I just I can't think of any way to relate it Um other than just like, I, I, well, I noticed the, the talking animals in the Bible. There's, there's just like this great feminine thing behind it. So um, I don't know, like, man, it gets complicated. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that away for now. I'm obsessed with Balaam and his talking donkey right now. So how do you, so who is Balaam? Balaam is like this random wizard in the book of Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, okay. So this all starts on Mount Peor. And it's kind of like this repetition of the story of God, right? Okay, so this king sees the Israelites on their um, venture out of the land of the pharaohs on their way to the promised land. And they set up camp to rest in this area um, that was overlooked by a mountain called Mount Peor. And the king of Moab was on the top of the mountain seeing this happen. He's like, oh, my God, there's so many of them. They're going to overthrow my people. And so he gets like some younger Moab princes together. He's like, you guys, I need you to go talk to this wizard that lives down by the river. And his name is Balaam. And like people confuse Balaam with his dad a lot. So it was like weirdly like a, uh, a type of Jesus or God or something. Um, so like they go down there and they ask him to uh, curse these Israelites. And um, Balaam only does what God says, which is why he's so powerful. So he's like, okay, you guys sleep over, um, and then I'm going to talk to God, and in the morning, I'll tell you what he says. And so he wakes up, he's like, hey, I can't go with you. And so they go back, and they they tell the king um, he can't come. So he sends more people with a bunch of shit, uh, like, and they, they look all, like, tough and fancy. And they're like, hey, our king will, like, do anything you want. Uh, He just really, he's scared. He needs you to curse these people. So Balaam, um, he, like, goes uh, and goes to sleep. And then God says, you know, don't go with them. And then, but do go with them and then only do what I say. And he gets on this donkey. And this is when the donkey sees that angel on the road. And he beats the donkey three times. Yeah. What was that? I, I remember this story vaguely. But, yeah, keep going. Right. Like it's, I always kind of overlooked it um, myself uh, growing up, but it's super crazy because the, the donkey that Balaam is riding on parallels the donkey that Christ rides on when he's going to be crucified. Wow. So, yeah. There's a lot of everything in the Torah uh, connects with the New Testament. Really? Yeah. That's what I've learned. Like a shitload of stuff connects from the Torah to the New Testament. It's not like they're two separate stories. It's they all connect. And like all the things that I don't know about that. You seem to recall this story better than me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever, but. But keep going, keep going. So you're saying, no, I was listening to you. I'm so sorry. Okay, that's okay. Uh, so the donkey that Jesus was riding was, do you think it's like the same uh, voice that was uh, in the Old Testament? Um, the same donkey, like the same voice that incarnated into both donkeys? 
I don't know. I, I, I'm still kind of trying people, to wrap my mind around it because there's such a contradiction. People are probably listening to this right now or after, and they're going to be like, you, you two are fucking crazy. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah, that's what this show is all about, man. Because I, 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 I gave up on um, what people think about me. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the fear that I had about uh, expressing myself is that people were going to think I was nuts, but I just don't give a shit anymore. And that's actually one of the, um, the things about uh, awakening to 5d consciousness is uh, giving up what people think about you and how they react to you. Absolutely. It's uh, yeah. Like you're the only, like you're put where you're supposed to be for a reason. I do believe that, you know, it's going to be a lone road. (laughs) I'm telling you, but the people that I've, that I've been meeting on this journey that I, since I'm doing my show, it's just absolutely fucking amazing. Like, like you and I, like we've never met before. We'd never had a phone conversation. This is our first conversation ever, but it's like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna going to, uh, we're not going to have any pauses. I guarantee you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked. <laughs> so what do you think of the, the whole donkey message? Well, I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. And I've been doing what I can to kind of uh, point people uh, in that direction to be curious about it on their own, because I really do think I found something. Um, so like, there's this uh, thing that happens. Uh, so like he ends up, the wizard ends up not cursing the Israelites because God told him not to, but he's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry that I, uh, you know, couldn't curse them for you. And now you're not going to pay me, but maybe you could still pay me. And then I'll be like, I'll just tell you how you can get their God to curse them himself. And so um, he's like, hey, have your uh, Moabite women get all sexy and seduce these uh, Israelite men. Um, and they won't have a chance against your kingdom because God, their God's going to curse them himself. He's going to get mad because they're going to worship your Moabite gods. They're going to worship your gods that are not him. And they're going to eat sacrifices to those gods and they're going to party and they're just going to fuck everything up. And then the, um, the king's like, all right, tight. And then he basically makes that happen. Um, enter the golden calf, right? And that, that's right. what causes the 10 plagues which doesn't end until the sacrifice of the star-crossed lovers, Zimri and Cosby, uh, an Israelite man and a Moabite woman. woman uh, they show up at the Israelite temple together, and uh, Phineas, Moses's great nephew, sees this abomination, and he shish-kebabs them. He turns them into a fucking shish-kebab, stabs them both at the same time with the same sword, and then God's like, I love it. All right, you guys, plague's over, and Phineas, you're a fucking priest. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's wild. Some Romeo and Juliet shit. Yeah, right? Which I saw you post a picture. Hmm. <clears throat> right. So this all starts on Mount Peor, okay? And um, one of the one of the seven princes of hell is called Belphegor. And he's related okay. to Sloth. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite and my like most I'm so scared of him because <laughs> he's so huge. Um, but I guess like I just re- I learned recently that um, kind of like Fiverr and Watership Down or like Donnie or Frank and Donnie Darko, like this demon of when he was once an angel, um, he was like, hey, you guys, like this shit's going to happen. Like, I'm just like letting you know I'm seeing some shit, whatever. 
And then it happens, and a bunch of the angels go with Lucifer, a bunch of them stay with God, and the story just says one, the clairvoyant one, Belphegor, just stood there with his mouth open, like, incapable of his own misery, and that's how Sloth was born. So I think it's reserved for, like, psychics and enlightened people because it's more of a lack of desire to participate. It's just like, it's like that, maybe that thing about caring too much about what people think or something, it stops you from doing your message, whatever it is, whatever stops you from being that prophet, whether it's fear fear of pretty much fear of anything no matter what it's a <laughs> you yeah. know and maybe that's what he represents so I he's probably like Belphegor is probably like the epitome of like uh fear and stopping you and being apathetic actually yeah like yeah totally and in the Kabbalah uh he's the opposite of uh the six Sephiroth so he's, he's part of the Clefote which is the tree of death and um he mirrors Christ consciousness, but on the reverse side. So his adversary is Mary Magdalene. So like Mary Magdalene's like, okay, we're going to rise again. We're going to go do re mi fa so la ti do. And then Belphegor, he's like the dude at the top of the Tower of Babel. Like, no, we're going to go like this. Do re mi fa so la ti do. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That's so fucking crazy. Okay. So you had, uh, you were saying like when when you first messaged me, you kind of freaked me out. Not gonna lie, doesn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> but you were saying like you were like paranoid and shit about uh, you know certain people I was talking to. Not mentioning any names. You can if you but, want to. I'm not scared. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna mention their names because I don't want to get them involved. But um, okay. anyway, like I think they'll um, know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a, a, a like kind of like a. a scratch on your arm and shit what how did that happen oh yeah just a little scratch um no speaking of which yeah so uh this like sacrifice thing it was it was really crazy um so this is uh this is a lot but i i totally saw this coming and i was i was in that christ consciousness that i found actually through accidentally discovering Belphegor and sometimes when you look into dark things like the Clefo, like Kabbalah in general um, especially the Tree of Death like I was like kind of cocky I was like I'm a scared I love demons blah, blah, blah. like getting through my first uh, spiritual awakening through you know Lilith or whatever um, so like and I, I learned a lot about you know those kinds of demons um, at the time, but it never like Belphegor. So I guess um, I, I, the whole sacrifice thing, my family watched me download all this new information out of nowhere. And like, so they knew how, how real it was. Everybody else is just like, Hey, you're crazy. But they, if they were around to watch it kind of unfold, then they would know like, okay, like they're following. And then it's like, what? I'm sorry. You're not crazy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I agree. No, but like, the, the the fact that your family was watching it all, all unfold and that they kind of knew, they were like a little freaked out, but they knew that you weren't fucking crazy, right? Right. No, for yeah. sure. Like, because it sounds crazy at first. And then I'm like, hey, you know about my obsession with Romeo and Juliet? Bam. There it is. You know, like, and they're just like, what the fuck? Or, you know, other things too. Like, it's just so ironic to find out like, hey, this thing I'm talking about that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's real and it's old as fuck. Yeah. It's not, it's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. DJ's can you playing hear the, a dead gym. Can you hear the fireworks? 
Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's Diwali right now, and I have a high Indian population around me. So you're hearing fireworks while Haley and I speak. So anyway, um, mm. so how did you get the fucking scratch? Well, um, so like, okay, um, Machiavelli, I'm just going to just explain this as quickly as I can, like, which is pretty quick, but Machiavelli has a book. I was diving in full fucking fledged, like my whole heart, every, like, I wouldn't say Belphegor out loud for nine months. And then I ate a bunch of mushrooms. And then what do you know? I'm saying it out loud, trying to exercise my stepdad. Um, (laughs) That was a weird night. But so like, okay, so it's Lord of the Gap. And um, Machiavelli has a story about how three men arrive in hell. And um, the devil's like, hey, what did you do to get here? And they're like, we got married. And that's it. And then he's like, oh, okay. So he like drafts one of the princes to go to earth and try to discover uh, whether or not marital love is real. And they have to have all the agonies and trials of being a real man and try marriage and whatever. And he just so happened to select Belphegor. And uh, this guy searches high and low, doesn't find any, but um, he, he reports back that there's no marital love on earth. It's not even a real thing, but he loves Paris, France. And so that's why Mary Magdalene uh, is his adversary. So anyway, so I'm like, fuck this guy. He killed Romeo and Juliet or something. <laughs> and like, I love marital love. I believe in love, you know, and like harmony and, and balance and things. Like I want, I really, I, I, I had a big fat crush on this guy that I'd been kind of seeing, like not even, like, he wasn't even my boyfriend. Um, but then I caught him being dishonest with me during this Christ consciousness time and like, a lot of uh just everyone was very drawn to me like it was so i i I hold it very dearly so he was like super um ashamed that he had uh because he he'd watched unfold as well um and he was ashamed that he cheated on me and i was like look i'm upset i'm gonna go i dropped i didn't drop acid i ate a bunch of mushrooms and binge listened to beyonce's album lemonade and thought about (laughs) a lot (laughs) So Lord of the Gap, I'm like, hey, I call him in the morning, still didn't go to sleep. And I'm like, I'll forgive you if you like marry me on a bridge next Thursday. Because fuck Lord of the Gap. (laughs) Oh my God. And he did it. And uh, things just didn't go so well. Um, We were like kind of, I don't think he like, I think maybe he just had this curse of like only wanting what he can't have. And he totally had me like 100%. And I think, uh, you know, we were arguing about something stupid and um this was a few months into our our marriage (laughs) god damn it and uh, he's like he's like yeah you know that girl that keeps borrowing my lawnmower that you've asked me if i've like and i was super like you can tell me anything and i'll forgive you and like and still it didn't work so he's like yeah i've been fucking her whatever and then he like ran out the back door and i was like damn like that that's shitty and i was so mad and i had my phone in my hand it was actually two days after my birthday and I was like trying to meet up with a couple of my friends because we'd been camping and I hadn't, whatever. So whatever. I still had my phone in my hand and he runs out the back door and I was like so mad. I, I punched the door and like not thinking like, Hey, you're in a super old house in like Newport. Um, and like all the houses down there are really old in that historic district, the glass. <laughs> oh, it was really thin. I, I, I punched it and um, I did not mean for my arm to go through it, but I severed two arteries and a vein and I definitely should have died. Um, but I, 
I noticed it was all coming out to my heartbeat and like was able to act like I've slowed, I can control my heartbeat. So I slowed it down. I really thought I was going to die, but I totally told my mom, like, this is coming. Like this has to happen. Like something, there's a sacrifice. That's like, it's just part of it. That's why I was so afraid the whole time. And like, it was so weird. Like I felt, I felt like it was the best thing I've ever done, you know, because I would rather so much have been me in that situation than anyone else, even though it was, it was very painful. So, but yeah, that, that was awesome and fucked up as hell. (laughs) Jesus. So so the picture that you sent me though, you had like a scratch, like in in the middle of your arm, right? Yeah. So what was that? That's what I'm trying to get to. What, what was that from? That was from punching. That's actually not, it's not a scratch. It's a, it's a scar. It's a scar. Okay. Okay. It's gross. Like (laughs) about, about like. Oh my god, she's tangling with demons and she's like getting fucking scratches on her in her sleep or something. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking relieved now. Okay. Yeah. That's what freaked you out, really? That freaked me out, yeah. Because I've heard okay. stories, like I've heard other stories about people that like they'll like tangle with uh the the demonic realm and then like they'll they'll go to sleep and they'll wake up with like fucking scratches on their arms or whatever, almost like Almost like stigmata, right? You know stigmata, right? Absolutely, I do, yeah. Have you ever had you any know, uh, encounters with that or no? Um, No. Well, actually, like, when I was really, like, paranoid a few weeks ago, um, it wasn't – I don't think it was Nazis. Like, there was a real group of people, but they they did do some stigmata – oh, God, this is fucked. Let's see, you do attract really fucked up people because they uh, they did some stigmata shit with this field mouse that I caught. And I was like hanging out um, with this dude. It was after my boyfriend was killed on his motorcycle. So I was like, I was really like kind of um, emotionally fragile. And I was walking around talking about Belphegor and like, you know, in the Kabbalah, it's what he's the opposite of. It's the sun and gold. So in the tree of death, it's the black sun <laughs> and something else. And that's what um really dark people worship. And like the Nazis, for example. So I totally thought there was Nazis after me. And um, yeah, they, they did some, they, they took the field mouse that I had because I was really close with somebody in that group. And I that then I realized that this was happening at the same time as all this other fucked up shit. And my cat got really sick. So I was like, I just broke the fuck down. Um, but this really did happen. They, yeah, they they took this mouse that I that I caught and they, they killed it. And uh, they did some stigmata shit. They tried to trap me in a box like they know anything about King Solomon. Like, pff, get out of here. What the so, fuck? Like, are these people? I'll tell you. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe uh, later, but okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. A, a series of like coffee shop owners and pizza place owners in my area with like maybe like some strippers in there. Like it was a really weird group of people. Holy shit. Okay. And drug dealers. Whew. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty wild. That is pretty fucking wild. Well, the so- one the one drug dealer that's kind of like the head guy of it of it all, and they all wear these weird bracelets too. Like I don't know, I know that the bracelet thing is like this weird thing that they're doing. Like they're it's trying to take people that shine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cult. Like it's a fucked up thing. And like he's got this he's this weird drug dealer in uh, the area that I was from in Michigan, and he like he's got this big painting of Belphegor um, in one of his pictures in the background. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, and he's like. 
he's like, oh, it's my spirit animal. And he's wearing a shirt that says day drinker. I'm like, holy shit. Like, wow. Yeah, they were trying to give me one of their bracelets and everything before I, I moved. And I was like, I was just like, I don't want your fucking bracelet. But like, they were like coming up to me like, hey, like you're like where I was trying to hide from them. Like, I didn't know how they kept finding me. They're like, your eyes look black. And I'm like, my eyes are blue. Like, what the fuck? So it was like this weird, like, like, um, like maybe like the black sun is like a sunflower or like your eye. It can see like things right in the middle. Yeah. So do you believe in flat earth? Honestly, um, I don't really know. Like it makes like too much sense to me that it almost is frustrating because I want to dismiss it. But I'm like, dude, yeah, like I believe that there's a huge power in lenses and there's totally something happening. I don't know if it's flat earth, but yeah, they're on to something for sure. Yeah, because um, the I saw this video like a while back and it was like it was showing like our sun above, right? And rotating around uh, our realm. And then under us is the black sun. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Um, and it fucking like totally blew my mind because I was trying to look into shit about the black sun, right? And I know that the Nazis like worship it and shit, and they got that that crazy fucking symbol inside of it, right? Yes. Yeah. And, but like, that's what like it's like the black. It's like the black sun. Uh, it's a sunflower through to Sheol, which is hell, <gasps> and our yeah. sun, Jesus shines above us. Right. Yeah. So what if what if what if uh okay I've had this idea like what if the people that are shining kind of like like Jesus kind of like being that sacrifice and and doing and following God's will right what if they are um. What if the black sun people are just kind of working from the other side of God? Maybe the darkness of God is shining through them and, and they don't have to suffer as much. I, I don't, I don't like them. I I'm, I'm, I'll suffer. Like I love, I love suffering just because I love Jesus, you know, I can rejoice right. in it, but like, fuck man, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's definitely weird. And like the whole, um, like those videos on the dark net where they stand on like eyes of puppies and shit and babies with high heels. Have you, have you seen those? I've seen a couple of them. It's very, very fucking disheartening. All right. So like, sorry, the fireworks are crazy. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I love fireworks. I so wish that I had some with me right now. <laughs> So I think that the black sun represents the materialistic realm, whereas our sun represents the spiritual realm. Those are the two realms, right? Mm -hmm. It's as above, so below, right? So you have uh, the sun that we love, you know, it's, it's the yellow one. <laughs> and then the ones that uh, the evil ones they worship the black sun and all the you material, know what it is all the green <laughs> all the fucking all that shit is associated with the black sun which powers that sun so maybe the two suns are competing with one another maybe the sun that we see <clears throat> not the black one but the yellow one is the one that it's this maybe it's the source of consciousness right. And if I don't we're know. 
I don't know either. I'm just talking out of my Yeah, head. no, I'm I'm fo- I'm following you though for I'm, sure. I'm yeah. Philosophizing here or theorizing. I love it. We don't fucking know, right? Like there's there's no way of knowing. I'm, do the do the evil elites have all this fucking knowledge? Do they know? Like and why are why do they want to go to the dark side? Why well, do they want I think everything's backwards. You know? I think it's all I, I I don't know for sure, but I have this feeling that it's all backwards. Like, you know, just like maybe not doing what you're told. Like I, I think it's fucked up, pardon me, that God's like all pissed off that someone's trying to overthrow him. Like Yoda's like, hey man, masters are what they grow beyond, like good ones anyway. God, old testament God, I don't know. Like I feel like he's kind of like just like like you said, there's nothing new under the sun. He's playing a dead jam and nobody's into it anymore. It's like, and the word octave actually means eighth day. And it was on the eighth day in the Bible that Aaron initiated sacrificial worship. So it's kind of like relativity and like time and things like that. Like you have to have something to move relative to. So like the whole standing on the eyes thing, it's kind of like eyes could have a, a vibration that comes out of them. Like, like those that shine and, uh, or those that have maybe more fucking spice or more fire, or more feeling behind their perception of what the future is going to be. They actually have a lot more of, um, control or influence over what that is. Um, and so I think that like people, um, there's a process happening. I think some people are a lot more familiar with it and unfortunately they are pretty dark. Um, but, so like there's this whole thing about okay you could speak and this sound could put an image into matter was that cymetics um your eyes kind of have a voice too right and they want to stand on those (laughs) they they want to stand on your eyes god like the whole thing with the, the the puppies and shit you told me about right right yeah that's fucked up i don't i I don't necessarily like enjoy the darkness. Like I can look at it and not be too like um, fearful about it. But at the same time, I don't like it in my heart of hearts, you know, mm-hmm. but there's people that like, they can watch like people getting beheaded or getting their arms chopped off and all that shit. And it's just like, I could look at it and go, Holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like I can't unsee that. But I know Absolutely. that it's reality, but at the same time, it's like, I don't like that. You know what I mean? But these evil elites that are running this world, they like that shit. Yes, like they, they do. They get off it's on like it. It's like one of those people that used to like like fight each other to the death. Gladiators. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like the, the dark net shit, honestly, was like part of you know, I have a morbid ass curiosity, so like I don't like it, but like for some reason I'm like, oh, I'll make sure that's real and look at it myself. Like, yeah, well, we're all kind of drawn to the darkness, right? Yeah, out of, out of I want to bring it closer because I I think that dark corners just need light shined into it, and like I, I feel like I pave roads, you know. Like I'm like, well, damn, I'm like a soldier. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get it, but like at the same time, like I showed this one video to uh, a few guys uh, last week, where uh, this one guy, there was like it's, it was like this ga- kind of gathering outside of some kind of a government building, I believe. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know where it was. I think it was Middle East somewhere. 
But uh, this guy runs into uh, the two people that are talking and they all huddle together and they're having like a fight. And one guy hugs one of them and the three guys all fucking move out to the back and then boom! He had a, he had a like dynamite strapped to him and all you see is wow. fucking lid flying around, right? Oh my gosh. And, like, for me, like I've seen so much violence and shit through movies and all that shit, right? But when you're seeing something that actually happened, you're like, holy fuck right yes well i'm gonna play devil's advocate here sure how about all the sacrificed uh dreams all the sacrificed um like children that should be cared for and not neglected but like people are don't realize that they're worshiping a false idol when they're got their face buried in their phone or they're um more concerned about money than they are about how their kids sees them you know Island boys trying to make it like an island boy. <laughs> yeah, like it's you like see, you saw those guys, right? No. Oh my god! You know the island boys? Okay, you got to look them up after this. This is two oh, kids. Island. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah yeah. 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 So like, all their thing is is like they're making all this money off of like doing cameos and shit. They're they're charging like two hundred bucks for a cameo, right? And it's like. What the fuck is going on? And then all the money that they're getting, they're getting so much money right now that they're like... I'm sorry, lying. what's a cameo? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a website that you can uh, go on to and celebrities and whatnot can charge people to do a cameo video for like a shout out to somebody, you know, like a personalized video. Okay. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. They make like 200 bucks or like fucking 300 bucks per video. And they're getting a ton of them and they're getting all this money and they're lining their fucking teeth with like silver diamonds and all this shit and all that. Mm, it's like better be Beyonce what, or something. That's what you want to fucking do. If you make money, like why don't you help people instead of like glamorizing yourself like a fucking pot? I mean, I personally, like I, uh, I don't know. I, um, well, I, I, I don't know. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so I've I've actually um, webcammed quite a bit myself, and I've I've made a lot of money on that. And people will be like, "Hey, just like blow me a kiss and like say my name," and I'm like, "Okay." I mean, it's it's definitely like weird, but I think the sadder thing is like how people are spending their money, not so much as making it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Again, with the whole actually, I was going to be. I was gonna make it like a bronze cap, but I was gonna call myself a golden cap with like a big ass dollar sign chain and like a selfie stick and like super slutty. <laughs> I don't know what you look like, so uh, I, I'm guessing that you are blessed with that kind of body. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> that was loud. Um. So There's something big is happening in the world though with the whole with the whole false idol worship and like dude it's bad like this whole like okay thing that requires sacrifices like Moloch or um Belphegor or whatever you whatever name you want to call it um it's like okay so if the story is people you're going to be the only one um you're going to have to be more concerned about your connection with God than you are with those around you because you have, you know, and like with the Tower of Babel, everyone kind of forgets what's important or whatever. Yeah, hold on, Haley. 
you're cutting out. You are gone. Haley. Haley. Well, I think like gap is is that narrow path that is referenced because you being the only one or, you know, you're kind of placed where you're supposed to be like people will learn from your message just like they did from Jesus. And I think um, if if the story goes like everybody's making sacrifices like everybody to this false idol because they got tired over the night that, you know, that was cold and they didn't, they didn't know where the sun was, you know, or where God was. They just start worshiping something else. And like the real way to defeat that, I would say is to volunteer yourself as a sacrifice in the name of the the truth, which is um, to me, that's what love means is like, I think love, uh, real love lies on that sort of self-sacrifice and faith and, you know, which all is night, the baby. act the actual message of Christ. Right. right. So do you think there's going to come a time when, and I feel like it's coming closer, <clears throat> that those who know the truth are going to have to sacrifice themselves? I think it happens every like, day. Every but day, I think, but yeah. I think on a, on a mass scale. What was that? On a mass scale. I do actually, yeah. I I, I hope, yeah. it, you know. So so you're you're ready to, you're ready and willing to go to the the guillotines and get your head chopped off, or uh, not in in that extreme. Uh, or I, just I mean, go yeah. to a FEMA camp and keep, go to a FEMA camp and uh, you know get incinerated or whatever the fuck it is, right? I'm willing to be whoever I need. Look this innocent angel of a woman. Yeah, I'm ready. That's that's a fucking powerful do. message. That's Thank a powerful you. message because yeah, like I mean, I'm willing to as well. You know, like I'm not I'm not gonna go down uh, in what they have in store for us. You know, like I'm I'm gonna fight until the very end at least, right? Yes, and like I'm sure you're familiar with like you probably feel a little bit paranoid when you're kind of pointing all this shit out. And you have to denounce that. So in a way, that's kind of like putting yourself at risk. It's a it's a form of a sacrifice, you know, with your podcast and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like whoever whoever is listening to this, like I am willing to die for the truth. Like I, you, like most people don't even know what the fuck's going on, but I do, and many of us do. Um, but when it comes down to it, like. You know, the, what do you what do your what are your thoughts on the the trumpets? Like each trumpet that is getting blown, because I think uh, uh, the first trumpet I think was COVID. I think maybe you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, it's. Uh, I would like you to elaborate a little bit more about what you mean about the trumpets, like things being more um, obviously deceitful. Maybe is that what you mean? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like I, I think um, when it goes back, it goes back to the Book of Revelations, where uh, 
you know, the first Trump and the second Trump and the third Trump and the fourth Trump and all that shit, right? Oh, um, I don't know. You have to see, you are, you are more well-versed in many ways. So I don't know. Please explain. Okay, so, like, it's it's basically God calling on on those who worship him and those who believe on him where um, there's going to be trumpets blown from the heavens. But I think it's, I think it all ties into um, whether you believe in him or not. Right. So those who believe in God will hear the trumpets. Like we are hearing the trumpets right now with the whole COVID and everything. And like uh, all the people that are, uh, that are worshiping the beast they're all wearing their masks. They're all being compliant, this and that. And, you know, there's going to be plagues. There's going to be shortage of food, all that shit, you know. And we're all, like, sitting up here in a watchtower, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. trying to get the information out to people, you know. And yeah. those who hear the trumpets, they know. But those those who... Uh, are, are still remaining ignorant to it all. They're just going along with what the evil people are doing to us. Right. Yeah. And they're, and they're attacking us at such a, such a foundational aspect of our beings, like, like a connection to one another, you know, mm-hmm. like at the most basic level, like they're confusion, actually the word confusion means disconnection. Right. Um, and also, um, uh, the fact that they uh, decided to say that uh, stand six feet apart. <laughs> they're going They're They're actually, it's a spiritual thing where, because our, we're all made up of energy and we all pro, uh, project a toroidal field it's called, or an aura. Right. And, a, and yes. the aura and the toroidal field goes around six feet. And if like, if somebody's watching you from behind, that's like six feet. Uh, like less than six feet behind you or whatever, you can sense it, right? Because yeah. that's the energy, you're sensing the energy, right? So they don't, they, they just want to divide us completely and like not allow us to sense other people around us. They want to, they want to box us into uh, big cities and shit eventually. But then they want to no, put us into totally. the metaverse. Yeah, they want to put us into the metaverse and then they want to um, uh, that's how they want us to interact with each other is virtually not uh, uh, close up. And uh, yeah, I'm just going off on a tangent. Sorry. No, you're cool. You're cool. I have to, I have to share something um, ridiculously ironic with you that I learned really recently. Um, my dad has uh He's got some clients from like Egypt, and like I love um, hanging out with them. Like, he's like, he's like, all right, we're gonna have this guy Ahmed over for dinner, and like, you know, whatever. You're just like, a, he knows I'm. He's like, he'll call me when he, he feels awkward, or maybe he needs someone to pray, which is so funny because he's like, he's like, you're into evil shit. But then when some shit gets real, I'm the one he calls. So anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, that's right, Dad. Anyway, that's funny. <laughs> um, so he's, his client uh, Ahmed. Uh, I hung out with him recently without my dad. And we totally smoked a bunch of weed. And he's like, hey, you know, they're going to blow a trumpet next year um, that belongs to King Tut that hasn't been blown in like over 3,000 something years. And uh, the last time they blew one of his trumpets, five days later, World War II started. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm stoked about it. Honestly, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I'm so, I'm so ready for the, the truth to be revealed and, um, and, I, and I'm ready to do whatever I have to do, you know? And, and most of that is going to be not fighting, just being like, okay, chop my head off or like, okay, I'm going to try and get this information out to as many people as I can and like not be scared, you know? But um, yeah, so yeah. Definitely. Um, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, beautiful guests such as yourself uh, can really elaborate on that shit. You know what I mean? Thank um, you. Yeah. Like we all, like, I think deep down, we all know it's coming. Right. And we're getting closer and closer. Uh, I didn't think it was actually going to happen in my lifetime, but it, it definitely seems to be happening and it might not be, it still might not be in our lifetime. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but it's it definitely feels like things are speeding up at a rapid rapid rate. <laughs> when you when you know, you know, you know, you're looking from a bird's eye view. Exactly. And those who know that this whole COVID thing is bullshit are the ones uh who are going to uh and are doing uh spreading all the so-called quote unquote misinformation against the narrative to the world that's what we're trying to do you know it's so fucked up because i feel like just like that video you posted of that woman like there's so many people out there that just want to say something to like be like oh like i exist and like i have an opinion and like whatever like it's so it's not actually geared towards um any sort of progress or anything at all other than just I want attention or I want, I'm, I'm lonely. And they're, they're totally uh, yeah. repeating that curse, you know? Yeah. Virtue signaling and um, compl- compliance and virtue signaling. That's all it is. <clears throat> so like this weird thing about like compliance and like, maybe there is certainly going to come a time when you have to kind of moonwalk it or like go backwards a little bit, kind of like Danny in the maze at the end of the shining, like, like oh, I, yeah, I love that movie. Me fucking too. <laughs> um, but like, so like maybe um, I'm trying to understand that thing about um, you know, nine eleven um and the the doorway between the tree of life and the tree of death, where the ninth sephirah is becomes uh where this is this is hypothetical eleventh one, um that they become each other when you when you flip. But I think the flipping is like incredibly important um just like maybe like like you know we have to moderate um even if you know we think we're super right or we think we know like there's there's this covid shit um is is causing people to be so confused and when there's all this outside pressure like hey do the right thing oh is it a godly thing to be spreading you know germs and whatever and it's like um you know maybe you have to kind of understand uh you know the the less pleasant aspects of you know divine energy or god or however you see it um whatever's bigger than us and kind of go along with that like i i really i think that this is like terrible and terrifying but it's also such a wonderful opportunity especially as like the, as you're seeing the trumpets like i think it's beautiful <sighs> so do i as much as I go about my daily life and I'm very frustrated with what's going on, I, I do think it's a beautiful thing because it's it's definitely 
is definitely awakening people to uh, the true reality, which is the spiritual reality, you know? Yes. Yeah. Fucking amazing, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up. You know, okay. I think it's been fucking fantastic. Um, I'm super happy to get you on uh, and, and actually talk to you, uh, not necessarily face-to-face, but voice-to-voice, right? Yeah. Spirit-to-spirit. Amen. Yeah, but I'll, I'll definitely have you back on if you want. Um, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think this is going to be a good one for people to hear. I mean, uh, both very deep, very very deep spiritual uh, aspects of the conversation that we went through. It's 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 amazing. I love it. I was so nervous, so I'm I'm glad to hear you say that, and I really hope that you would uh, want to have me on again. So, amazing. I'm honored. Fucking awesome. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, do you want to do you want to plug anything? Like, do you have any social media do you want to plug on or whatever? Surely, um, my uh, I go by Haley Pior, but my Instagram is Onesta Donati. But that is actually, if you just if you don't know what I just said, you can Google uh, Machiavelli's book and wonder or ask them what is um what is Belfagor's wife wife's name that that's what it is so that's my Instagram that's so funny because I didn't ask you about that and I read it as once the Donati (laughs) (laughs) that's cool whatever you want man but I'll definitely put that in the show notes uh where people can find you and uh yeah thank you so much for coming on and we'll we're definitely going to be keeping in touch so yeah. Cool. I totally have butterflies. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Right, bye. Hi, <laughs> girl. There you guys have it. There's another one. Uh, another uh, another show uh, where I just got to uh, open myself up to other people and somebody else got to open themselves up to me and I gave them the opportunity. And that's, that's what this is all about. This is all about... Um, Anybody who, who who wants to get on my show is uh, completely welcome uh, with no bias, no, no judgment, no nothing. Um, I mean, this is what it's all about to me. I just love meeting new people, especially Haley. Uh, and look in the show notes if you guys want to uh, communicate with her and, you know, if you want to get on her level and everything like that. Like, it's it's just so special to me. Uh, what's going on right now in the community and I love all you guys and I'll keep plugging away <clears throat> you know meeting new people and getting all you guys out there and trying to uh, know let you know that we are all ripples in the vast ocean of consciousness so I thank you so much again for tuning in to Red Pill Cartel thank you so much <laughs>